Hey guys, welcome back to the 352 Hunting Podcast. I'm your host, Jesse Johns, and we got the big man himself, Jonah Hyatt. Well, what's happened this week for you? Oh God, we've worked our asses off this week. We've been working here at the farm. We've been having to put an entrance in right away in. We've had more equipment than we know what to do with, but we got we got it done. Got a pond built, got a road put in, trees cleared. It it looks absolutely fantastic. It was a lot of work, but uh, we we couldn't have done it without what we had done. And hopefully we can get we can get moving on with what we got going on around here and looking forward it was one of the things we had to get it done before turkey season hit and turkey season's coming up fast for us it already started for you but we are uh fast approaching the 19th here yeah yeah for sure so yeah it did start for me this weekend which i was still tired just drove three and a half hours back home but well that's what we do it's gonna get tiresome and when we get to the end of this thing it's gonna be you're gonna give up like you do every year, you just go, all right, I'm done. I'm yeah, last ready. week, you ain't going to give a shit. <laughs> I don't care. He could be gobbling in on a limb at the front, at the back door of the house. He could wake you up out of a dead sleep and be like, oh, fuck, I ain't getting up. I've had that happen in Georgia one time. I don't even know. I think my dad might have been up there. I was laying in bed, and it was hot, end of season, and we I had the doors open on the camper, and I get woke up out of a dead sleep because it's like Sunday morning. I'm tired. I ain't getting up. Stayed up the night before drinking. And I'm like, all right, I ain't. Screw this. I get up. So I'm laying there, and out of a dead sleep, I hear one hammering. Uh, and it, he wakes me up, and I'm like, shit, there's a bird right here somewhere. And it's like 7, 38 o'clock in the morning. So I jump up, get out of there, throw some clothes on, feel like shit, grab a shotgun, and start wandering looking for him. I don't get. I get under where I see where I last heard him. He shuts up. Never heard him again. I'm like, well, it's all right though. He didn't survive the next weekend. Yeah. And I found so, him. Well, this is the last weekend for us here before we get started. So I have to do some scouting probably here next two weeks because when's season open here? It'll be 19th. Yeah, 19th. So. Day uh, six. But. Two weeks. So yeah, just coming home from. South Florida, that was an adventure for sure. Yeah. Well, at least you got you got to film for a TV show this time. Yeah. Instead of some outfitters, you're actually on the show this week. Yeah. There were some great guys um, there for the country outdoors there. Zach and Mary, some great people. And um, they had a country singer come in, too. Um, Sean Stemley, he's a pretty upcoming artist. I mean, real good guy. He was real fun to hang out with, but... Um, turkey hunting was a little hard. It was, um, they were, they just weren't acting right. They were kind of, I mean, one, right. at one point we seen one gobbler with like six or seven hens and then you drive around the corner and you'd see five or six gobblers together and like two hens. So, yeah, they ain't busted up completely yet. Still uh, early, 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 early. Yeah. It was hot though. I think it was like 91, 92 today down Ooh. there. What are you saying so. is you fed plenty of mosquitoes? Oh God. I mean, I had my thermosol like right at my face, and that like the smoke was just coming up in my face, and they still were all around me. So it was, they were definitely down there because I think it, I mean it got in the, I think it hit almost 90 today down there. So it was it was definitely hot. We were chasing birds about I don't know 12 one o'clock today, and it being out there in a the wide open, no shade, no nothing. It was it was brutal. They still gobble all day down there, or are they gobble in the mornings or shut up when it gets warm. Yeah, um, it, 
they pretty much shut up in the middle of the day. It's going to be one of them where them birds come in there pretty silent, and that's kind of what happened for us. But um, And then the late in the afternoons when it cools off, they gobbled a handful of times, but mostly just morning on the limb and then fly down and be on the ground gobbling. So, but yeah, it was fun. We, um, out of the group that we had down there, we ended up, they, um, they shot four birds out of the group. So, um, two At least yesterday. you got to see four die. Oh, yeah. It was right, opening weekend. You can't beat that. Oh, yeah. You mean the footage was kind of, yeah, because birds just didn't want to work right. It wasn't that, like, where they come into decoys or nothing. So, you I mean it was kind of, we got some good footage, and it should, it'll probably air here in a couple of weeks, so hopefully that'll be. Are you going to be on the Outdoor Channel, or there on, it'll be for Mossy Oak, won't it? Um, their show is on Mossy Oak Go, but it is, um, when it first premieres, it'll be on the Outdoor Channel on Facebook, so just go on Facebook. It should be, like I said, next couple of weeks, so we'll see how that that turns out. Um, but Well, they... From the sounds of it, though, it, it sounded like it got a little western down there a few times. Yeah. Right, chasing them around the corner, you know, bearded hens and orange grove birds are always the fun ones to kill. Oh, yeah, and that's that's what we were hunting, open fields and orange groves and just cow pastures and stuff. So, you mean, these, and I mean, if you've ever hunted kind of down here in Florida, that's mainly what you're going to be hunting, and they get, I mean, just because you can see them doesn't mean you can kill them, and there's no cover between you, and there's no, like, getting closer to try to make them come to you once you're at the edge of the field or at some kind of either cover that's pretty much where you're at and you ain't moving and i mean that bird's got to come to you yeah a lot of people don't people don't in florida from about central florida going down south your birds it's so wet down here your birds are either going to be in the middle of a pasture somewhere you're either going to kill what they call a pasture bird or you're going to kill one that's in an orange grove there's not you're not going to get into hardwood bottoms with them there is no such thing as a hardwood bottom here it is either one that's out there in a cow pasture with the cows or one that's out there in a 400 acre orange grove and it's because he's in that orange grove that means you're going to kill him because you got to catch him in that middle and you got to get him to come down that middle to you yeah so so um we um so how how we kind of done it down there so there was um was, we had they had two camera guys, me and another guy down there, and then they had which was Zach and Mary, and then Sean, the country singer. They all and that other cameraman, they all went off, and then I went with actually the owner of the property and um, one of his good friends, and actually the owner's wife. We started there yesterday morning. We went into like some kind of wooded area, just scattered cabbage palms, and they had cows in there, so all the undergrowth and everything was kind of um, cleared out and. We got in there. You I mean I didn't? I don't know this place. It's the first time I've ever been there. And we got set down in there, and it started getting a little bit daylight. And we started hearing some turkeys farther off gobbling. The owner, before we got in there, he's like, "You I mean there's gonna be turkeys right on top of us? We're gonna be super quiet when we get in there." And so we started hearing gobbles off in the distance. And I'm like, "I mean I don't hear nothing here close." And all of a sudden, I heard a turkey drumming. I'm like that's close i don't know where he's at but that's close and all of a sudden he blasted a goblin he was like 60 yards behind us on the limb and i'm like oh oh here we go and he ended up flying down and it was actually two birds in there doing like within probably 100 yards of us and both of them flew down and one of them i don't know if he's seen something or what but like i don't know 20 30 minutes after he flew down he putted one time and all of a sudden he just took off i don't know if he's seen one of us or what 
And then, but the other bird, he was still, we could see him, but he was probably a hundred yards or so. And he was out there strutting with a hen. And, um, so finally got him to work in and the hen actually come in first and she went straight to the decoy. We just had a hen decoy out there and I've never really seen this, but she come in there and she got all bowed up and stuff like that. She like, she was going to fight this hen. And I mean, most of the time you don't really see that. And so she was kind of milling around right there around the, the hen. And then he was, you know how they do, they just take their time. They don't really come in there fast, trying to strut, trying to come just. And finally she putted one time and he was within gun range, but he's kind of behind some brush. And um, the owner, his wife, she had to kind of, kind of rush the shot and she ended up missing that bird. So um, that kind of, we were done right there. And then we actually end up moving and got on some more birds. But I don't know why, but on that particular place we were hunting, they don't care for any decoys at all. Hen, jakes, gobbler decoys, they would not, they don't entertain. They, as soon as they come in, they see them, they go the other way. And I don't know why. They don't, so I don't know. If I don't know if they've been hunted hard for years or what. They just, maybe they're, maybe they, which, I mean, how often is a bird going to remember year to year? There's yeah, a decoy in there. I think it's got something to do with the amount of birds they got down there. It's like ridiculous how many turkeys are actually on that place. How it, big is it? It's a. They got orange groves. They got like um, vegetable fields, like tomato fields, and all that. And I don't know how big it actually is, but it's a big place. It's a very, it's a big place, and they. A lot of times when turkeys are roosting like them cypress ponds and stuff on the edge and then they'll fly down in them fields and stuff and they'll, I mean, you just ride around and see birds all day just out there strutting on the edge of them fields, so, but. Well, you moved on from her. She missed, but y'all move on to, y'all hear something else gobbling? We moved on, went to another place and had some turkeys that, um, actually how our setup was, with all, all three of them were sitting in front of me and I was actually like in a cabbage head thing sitting right in the dead center of it and these two gobblers come to my left like they were like 50 yards from me and i seen them they couldn't see them and i whispered to them like hey there's two gobblers coming into our left get ready and as soon as they kind of like broke the corner and seen that hen decoy their heads instantly turned red i'm like this is weird and they ended up kind of like working off a little bit and then just kind of like rimmed us out in the like in the woods they stayed in the woods and like just kind of skirted us like they went through the cypress pond you could see them every once in a while see their head and so that kind of, we were done there and, um, his wife ended up having to go home. So it ended up just leaving the, um, the two hunters and me as a camera guy. And we, um, we were on our way to a spot that we, that he knew there was some turkeys. We ended up seeing some, two turkeys in a, um, pasture. And so we ended up, we were a long ways away from them. They didn't mind us. And we drove down and got on the other side of the pasture and because usually he was like, they usually come across this pasture and roost on this side of the pasture. Let's go down here and try to get in front of them and just try to soft call and see if we can get them to come in. And I don't know why, but these turkeys decided they wanted to run across this pasture for some reason straight to us. So we got in the pasture and got like, we were trying to get to like a little head in the pasture to get set up. We didn't even make it there. We had to like get down in the pasture because they were on a dead run to us. I don't know why what we didn't call or nothing. They started running. We called one time and then they just, they were on the move. And um, actually two birds come in and the one got shot and missed that one. And the other one just, he jumped up and then landed again. And he didn't go nowhere. So the other guy that was his owner's friend there, he actually ended up getting a shot. 
and killed him. So that was really the first bird we killed this weekend. And so that was that was a real good bird. That was yesterday afternoon, and then we rolled into this morning, and Sean, the country singer, he got – they put him on a bird this morning. He got a real good bird. He was – he probably had an inch and a quarter's bird. with probably nine and a half, ten-inch beard, so – Good for him. It was his first Osceola, and he was pretty stoked about it. A lot of shooting and not a lot of hitting. Oh, yeah. Sounds like you. Uh, yeah. You shoot a lot and don't hit a lot. Yeah. Well, it happens. It happens to the best of us. Yeah. So, well, get you a 12-gauge, 3.5-inch TSS. Your shoulder might hurt, but you can kill him as far as you want. If you can see him, you can kill him. It's still like shooting a rifle, though, when it's close range. You're going to shoot over his head or whatever. You you better, it's like you better put the crosshairs on him pretty much. Well, one of these states, it's either Georgia or here, you can hunt turkeys with a rifle. Here. I think the it's state here. of Florida. Uh, here in Florida, on private yeah. property. Which I just don't feel like that's, you mean, that's not turkey hunting. That's deer hunting to me. Well, we yeah. can shoot as far as we want. Yeah. So, but. But no pastures all you can do. So, but, you mean, that was kind of, then we he shot this morning, so then we kind of had, we did all the. Like the B-roll footage and you mean all the inner like talking and stuff after his after his shooting and stuff just because that's what the show is based on around was him this weekend. So we did all that and then we went and got um, lunch and um, we were actually on the way out to a kind of a spot to get some better photos of that bird and the ranger that we were riding in the shock broke off the front of it. So we had to bail on that and everything. We ended up. We're like, well, everybody's hungry. We're going to go grab breakfast before we do this photo, and then we'll come back and do all the photos with the birds. So we went up, bailed on the ranger. We got in the truck. We all went to town, got something to eat. We come back, and me and owner and his friend, we all went out to go get that ranger on the trailer to put it on a trailer to come back. And we got the ranger on the trailer, and we were coming back, and we ended up seeing five longbeards in a grove. And we're like, we can't just drive off right here. We got to try this. You want to? Yeah. They're just asking for it at yeah, this point. So Sunday we, at midday, they're just wanting. So, they're wanting something. Yeah. So it was. It was about twelve o'clock, and it was hot. It got hot at this time, and they were in the grove just looking for shade. But they were moving. They were going across the grove, and like, might be able to get out of here and get in front of them. And um, we got down there and set and set and set set for like 35, 40 minutes, and it was just hot. The sun was beating down on us for like. We got to make a move. Like, this is a midday. It ain't like we're trying to shoot one off the roof, like, right off the roost in the morning. It's, like, midday. We're going to have to kind of push the envelope to try to make this work. And so we ended up getting up and kind of – we had to refine the birds in the groves. So we had to kind of, like, sneak around and refound them and kind of done, like, a little kind of sneak down there and got went down a row and then moved over and called a little bit and called this and ended up getting um, – actually, we got all five of them within range. And – it took a minute for them to split up, and the one boy, he ended up getting a shot at the one, and that was a really good bird. He probably had an inch and three-eighths spurs or so, and um, about a 10-inch beard. Definitely a good bird. So that finished out my weekend down there. That was super fun. We had a good time and talked hunting stories all night. We didn't go to bed till like, midnight every night, just talking about hunting, just this and that. And So, yeah, I'm definitely tired from driving three and a half hours back home, and now it's what eight o'clock almost and well at least you got to see some birds die and y'all had a good weekend got to meet some new people get some connections and hopefully make some new friends and be able to go back and do it again oh hopefully yeah they'll keep out keep asking you to come out and help them it ain't gotta be south florida anywhere they go yeah we before i left there i kind of talked to him a little bit about some 
doing some more work for them this spring because they they're pretty busy this spring they pretty much it's just it's a three-month road trip for them and they definitely they're they're gonna get gonna have some holes in their schedule far as needing camera guys and stuff so i think i'll probably might give me a call and might go and do some more work out out of state with them so that should be pretty good so because they got a camper so they'll just travel from spot to spot don't they yeah they just drive that camper around everywhere they go so i mean it well our control modular here i guess decided it wanted to die so that's why it cut off so we got batteries well yeah we got new batteries because we're sitting outside sitting out here by the fire enjoying the afternoon after a long day and so we just wanted to sit out here by the fire and this thing will run off batteries but man it don't run but for so long so yeah. well that's pretty much where we always hang out we build a fire in the afternoon sit out here and keep the mosquitoes beat off of you and enjoy the afternoons it's better than sitting in the house i hate being in the house yeah so Kind of going back to what I was um, saying there. So, yeah, they they got some dates coming up that I could possibly do some work for them and stuff. And I got some other stuff in the works for outfitters and stuff around home that I'm going to be doing some work for. So I might have just picked up another outfitter this past week down in Okeechobee. So. Well, don't get too busy. We've got turkey hunting due this spring, and you don't need to be out there screwing off with these guys. <laughs> we got yeah. turkeys to kill. Yeah. Actually, talking about turkeys, you, we went up there and did that burn last weekend. Um, on both cameras, on the big food plot, and then up in the front pines, I got turkeys on both cameras now. Well, that's good. You want to know what happened to my place? What? All the feeders are already empty. They were empty two days ago. Yeah. So that's 800, 900 pounds of feed. That's Your deer are like. They, they gotta be as the as wide as a school bus. They're gotta be as big as around as they are tall. But no, I. <laughs> I've got one picture of, I think, nine does and yearlings fighting for three spouts on one of them gravity feeders. There's two two snouts. For each one of them snouts on that gravity feeder, there's two damn deer in each one of them. And they're in there beating the crap out of each other, fighting for it. Yeah. And they're in there from daylight. I'd be, I'd be mad if it was like coons or squirrels or stuff like that. But it's not. It's freaking deer yeah. i ain't seen the first damn turkey though i ain't got the first deer turkey on camera i think they'll be there you got a good spot them hardwood bottoms and turkeys they'll travel back and forth in them hardwood <laughs> bottoms all day scratching and milling around so yeah you're definitely you got turkeys yeah well they'll be in there eventually i got camera up front now but it doesn't have any it's not a cell camera it's just their standard camera yeah so hopefully it'll pick something up if i pick the damn land manager up he likes to ride around in his truck all the damn time up front, so oh. I'm sure we'll get to see him and Buddy. Old Alki. Old Alki. Yeah. Alki and maybe these people get they'll get to hear some stories about Alki. Yeah. The first time I ever went up there, he done got his truck stuck when I was trying to deer hunt out there and he's slamming the door, yelling, Help me, everything like that when I'm trying to deer hunt. And then he gets back in his truck and then cranks it back up, goes back and forth shuts it off slams the door yells and screams he does this thing like three or four times and then i guess he just well he he's bailed. in a mud hole about two inches deep but the problem is, is he's in a two-wheel drive 1992 dodge dakota long bed extended cab with 14 different quarter panel colors on it it's red blue white i mean it's everything but the right color 
with street tires on it, and he's over there in that front corner up there going, help me, I'm stuck. Yeah. If y'all ever hear fucking me or Jonah start saying that, we're making fun of David up there in Georgia, because that was him. It was like 5.30 in the afternoon, prime deer hunting time, and he's over there, forward, reverse, spow, door shuts. Help me, I'm stuck. Yeah, so this was like one of the first times I went up there. And it, I don't think it was the same time, but we went up there like, I don't know, what was it, like yeah, You two were in deer season because you come up there and turkey hunting with us on that other lease. Yeah. On the big lease, but this was our other place, and this was. this was It was in deer season. It was during deer season, and y'all were up there with us, and it got. Y'all only hunted up front because you wouldn't go anywhere else, and it. This thing bat, he's up there riding around. He's by himself. He's a career alcoholic. He can't be four foot ten and one hundred and ten pounds, but he can drink a whole bottle of whiskey by himself. Yeah, easy. Because he did that, and then it was like two weeks later. We're there in your camper, and you got that little porch thing that sticks off the front of it. Yep. And like, I don't know for some reason, I looked out the window. It just got dark, and I'm like, hey, there's somebody driving up. I'm like, oh, they're fixing to drive in the camper. He parked it up. Underneath the freaking shed thing that he you put got. her in the front door, boys. And he now got I'm talking out. about put her in the front door under the damn shed. And he got out and was like, "Hey, y'all going to town? Can you get me some um, some whiskey?" And we're like, "Um, oh, no, we ain't going to town." Oh, okay, all right. I'll tell you. Like, I got in his truck and drove off. I'm like, "He was in his car." Oh yeah, he but, was in that damn car because the damn truck wouldn't have fit under there. But he got in there and he got he's got him a new truck now. I didn't tell you like that. Tell you last weekend he got him a new truck. What do you get now? He's got his old Ford F one shitty, but I guess his brother gave him a damn newer. He's got a one of the. He's got a uh, a new Canyon or Colorado or something like that. It's a newer truck. Uh-oh. Oh, this thing is like high class for him. Oh god. Oh, I mean like high class for him. It's probably mid to late two thousands model, four door, short bed, burnt orange color. Oh, it's. He he told me, he said, oh, I'm going to keep insurance on both of them because I don't want to put this down here in the woods. But I want to get across that creek and get to the back. And I'm like, well, we're going to leave this creek a fucking disaster because I don't need your ass back there. Well, it's like he's going to do that truck like he did that Ford truck, leave it in. Well, it's it's probably not a. It's not a standard. It's an automatic. But hopefully he don't do the same thing he did to it. Yeah, leave it in freaking neutral and then let the thing roll down and about rip the door off on the light pole. Bow, it did. It wasn't even a light pole. It was a fucking telephone box in his yard he's out there cutting brush the first time i seen this truck it was like what middle of last year i was up there yeah filling feeders because i went up he, there and i seen it first yeah. i was like hey he got a new truck you're like nah i'm like oh you got to see this thing this oh, thing it is was, a diamond oh it's got six inches of lift in the front no lift in the fucking or no six inches of lift in the rear end no none in the back it looks like a snow plow going down the road yeah. it's white single cab long bed with 14-inch wide aluminum wheels with the slickest street tires you've ever seen. Yeah. And it it's a snowplow. But he was out there cutting brush in his yard. There ain't There's three trees in his damn yard, and there's a cedar tree on there that his dog is in love with. So I know he wasn't trimming the damn cedar tree up. But I know what happened. He told me that he was up there trimming brush, and he left the thing in neutral with the door. He's notorious. He'll leave the door open for days. I mean days. Yeah. The, the front door. The door's... On his house, the doors on his truck, everything gets left open around there. So he leaves the door open on that, 
truck. He says he's out there trimming brush, and he says the truck rolls down his yard. His yard is flat. I mean, flat as a pancake. Yeah. And it rolls, he says, it rolls across the yard and rolls into the telephone box, and it bends the front driver's side door all the way back around to the front quarter panel. Yeah. And the hinges are done. He's got this thing ratchet strapped shut. And so the first time I see him with this new truck, he comes, he shows up to camp down there, and he jumps out of the passenger side of this truck, opens the door, jumps out, gets out, come talk to me. Oh, yeah, hell yeah. He gives me the story of what happens, and it's the funniest shit you'll ever see. And he gets done talking. He goes over there, loads his dog up first. Buddy goes everywhere with him, and he loads the dog up. Then he gets in the truck, and the passenger, both of them have to get in the passenger seat, and then it's a bench seat, so they both... So then Buddy has to gets in first, and he jumps in behind him. He shuts the door. Buddy jumps over him, and then he shimmies across the seat. He goes over and cranks the thing up, and it's a standard five-speed, and he it's like a straight six-cylinder in it. So he's over there redlining this piece of shit. And he lets out. And he, here he goes. Off he goes, and he's all over Helen Creation and this piece of crap. But it just joins the rest of the shit that he has owned. Oh yeah, that little damn that little Nissan he had, little hard body Nissan was the best truck he ever owned. Cause that thing was quiet, and it was automatic, and he could drive it and without disturbing three counties of deer up there. Oh yeah, but yeah, he that's that makes the Georgia trips kind of comical. About every time there's something. Oh, it's every time we go up there. It's something. He seen me the other day. It was I, Shane looks at me and goes, "What does he want now?" I'm like, "What's this see?" Oh, I know what it was. I had a whole bag of freaking clothes for him. Yeah. That my dad's buddy, my dad's good buddy, he goes to hunts with us sometimes, and they're all, my dad's a retired firefighter out of St. City of St. Cloud, and he's got a bunch of friends that are all retired down there, and they come up, they come up, they don't really hunt with us, but they come up there and hang out. They're more of a hangout spot for these guys. They'll come up there and hang out, shoot your shit for a week or so or whatever, and if they kill something good, if they don't, oh well, but. But David was up there. David, that's that guy's name. We'll call him a guy. That's the le- that's the little le- leprechaun's name. His name's David, and he uh, he wears the same clothes weeks on end. It does not matter what it is, hot, cold. If it's hot, he wears a pair of either cut-off jean shorts or a pair of jeans with holes in them and a pair of white tennis shoes and no shirt. He does not wear a shirt, and he takes a pair of shoelaces and. Wear- the shoelaces go around his head. One, of these, his one head. of these days, Jonah, you're going to have to get some pictures of him because these people are not going to believe the shit that we're telling. They're going to, they're going to call bullshit. Yeah. But I promise you, everything I'm telling you tonight is the truth. 100%. I will put money on it. It's the truth. But anyways, he's. But any, anyways, it was last fall. It was colder than shit. They were uh, my my dad's buddy Buck. He was up there. And David wore the same pair of pants and sweatshirt for the whole six days that Buck was there. So Buck comes home, and David, like I said, David's got to be like a, a a 24 in a waist, and he's only four foot fucking nothing. Oh, he's a little he's, he's, a, little, he's a little feller. I mean, you could just pick him up and tote him around with you if you needed to, but he's a working son of a bitch. But anyways, so, I don't even know where the hell you shop for him. I guess the damn junior section. The kids section over there. The petite section. Yeah, we're there in TJ, TJ, freaking Ross or whatever. Yeah. AC Penny don't even carry clothes for him, but so he he 
wears the same clothes, so Buck comes home and he's feeling bad for him. So Buck goes and buys a whole damn grocery bag of brand new jeans and shirts and underwear and shit for him. And it gets passed around from everybody and the brother down there in St. Cloud until finally he gets to one of the guys down there that comes up and sees us regularly here at the house. And he brings it up here to me last week or week and a half ago. He brings it up here, drops it off, and he doesn't even take it out. He puts it right straight in the backseat of my truck. He goes, I know you're going to be the next one that sees David and give this shit to him because we're tired of toting it around. So I take it up there to him this last weekend, and he comes up there and visits us. He's good. He's in good spirits. We're sitting there shooting the shit, hanging out, and uh, I turn around, and I said, hey, I got something for you. And he goes, what do you got? And I said, oh, damn big old, I got a bag of clothes for you. He goes, oh, all right, well. So we go out, and I go get the damn bag of clothes, bring it to him. He goes, what, you think I'm too poor to buy clothes? And I'm like, well, Buck was up here last fall and said you wore the same clothes every damn day for a week. So he said that he figured he needed some clothes. And uh, he goes, well, I appreciate it, but I probably won't ever wear them. I just like my clothes that I got now. And I I got them broke in, and they're the right size, so I'm just going to oh, leave Oh, they're them. broke in. Oh, they're broke in. They're, they're wore they're, out. They're they're done. Yeah, they're wore out. I mean, I seen his underwear one day. He bent over and he had some whitey tidies on, and there was more holes in that damn whitey tidy. The whitey tidies weren't white; they were just brown. Oh. I don't even think they even got washed. I think he just wears them until they turn brown, and then even a dog don't. I think the cleanest thing in his house is the dog. Oh yeah, for sure. Buddy's the well, but is the he? He at least Buddy cleans himself every day. Yeah. David so. takes a shower once a week if he has yeah. to. So anyway, that was a little bit of well, hunt, yeah, we, story time. Yeah, we, I got on a rant here, but we yeah, we got plenty. We got 15 years of David Grimes. I could tell you the first time I ever met him, he come down there, and that's when my grandpa was still alive. He comes down there and sees Papa, and he's got a knife in his hand. I'm like, what in the fuck is this crazy son of a bitch doing? He comes down there with a fucking kitchen knife and asks my damn Papa to sharpen it for him, and he does. He comes down there and sharpens it, and my grandpa, he was a butcher his whole life, so he knows how to sharpen stuff. He carries a whetstone with him everywhere he goes. So he sharpens this knife, I mean stupid sharp for David. And David's like, oh, God, yeah. What does David proceed to do? Gives himself a damn haircut with this knife <laughs> in the middle of camp. This starts grabbing locks of hair and starts chopping it off with this knife. And he goes, oh, yep, this will work. And this takes back off to his house. Oh. This tears off to his house with it and if you haven't met that guy you would be like ah oh, that, that that just didn't happen but there, when you when you physically meet him and there's you know, a few people in this world that can honest to god can say that they've met david freaking grimes and this is what he does oh, but yeah. that was the first time i ever met him as i was young and he comes down there and he wear he got long hair and it looks like well it looks like you cut it with a fucking machete yeah that's about what happens to it it gets tall and he'll get in there and it gets tall. It gets long. It gets to about his shoulders. And he'll come in there with a damn kitchen knife and trim her down. Yeah, okay. But anyway, well, like I said, story time. Well, yeah, we'll got more of those. Yeah. We'll get, we'll, we ain't going to let you guys get all of them <laughs> in one night. But we, anyway. We've got hours of those. So we'll go back to a little bit of our turkey hunting now. So um, you said... When I talked to you there earlier or whatever, after I, when I was on my way home before I got here, you said that you, um, you're starting to see some turkeys over there where you hunt at? Yeah, across the road at my aunt's. She's got, so my aunt, 
she's only got like 30 acres across the road from what we actually call the farm and the farm it, we, we ain't well my dad got lucky last year with his bird but we it's it's hit or miss on the damn farm but my aunt's only got 30 acres she's got turkeys every year but the thing is is she's got a guy beside her that owns our great grandpa's old what they, what they call it the old pasture which was like 890 acres over there and he is anti-hunter anti every damn thing he is he's got cows over there and he's a he's a cow well i ain't gonna say a cow guy he's a retired guy out of disney that's what he did was he was a D disney executive and he moved out here and he's got cows but he um he won't let you hunt over there but He's got more birds on that place, and it'll about like what Jonas said for South Florida. That place is slapped full of freaking birds, and what it is is we got a couple of hay fields over here at my aunt's, and I'll go there and burn them every spring, and when I burn them off, the damn turkeys just flock to them, and we burned a couple of weeks ago over there, and turkeys are getting over there, and so I'll set a camera up on the edge of the hay field looking back out there, and there's one spot that in particular because he's got – it's an old – fence between us and him and it might be bob wire in one section and old field fence in another section so there's a spot where the old field fence is rusted down and rotted down and it's just old crappy bob wire and so the birds can get underneath it relatively easy and i got a camera set up right there and then birds are coming over there getting in that burn just flocking to it and i have a feeling i've got four or five hens in there and if you got hens, you got gobblers. I killed a real good gobbler out of there last year. I mean, a damn Jim Dandy gobbler out of there last year just doing that. And just wait till he got under the fence and got over there good on our side. And whenever he got – hold on. Oh, uh, oh got it uh, open. Uh, it's beer 30. Sorry, guys. It's bush light. This is like – I ain't going to get into this. we got to finish this story first. Yeah, go ahead. But it, it – it's it's a good spot over there, so I've got a camera set up over there, and it's the birds they like to hang out over there because it's a like I said it's a fertilized hay field and dolomited and sprayed, and so after you burn it and it starts popping back green, it's you know some of the richest stuff they'll eat all year. It's better than old cow pasture that they're on over there. They'll yeah. they'll come across there coming at 30 acres. They don't roost over there where we're at, but they'll come over there and get in that hay field and get out there and they'll. Every morning, it was like seven, seven fifty every morning. They were on camera, right there, coming through that fence. So you can almost set your clock to them. Yeah. Well, hopefully here, what a week and a half, two weeks, pretty much. That's when our season opens. So hopefully they'll be there when that comes around. Yeah, we had some good birds here at the house. There was one day your dad was over at the farm getting hay, and my dad was there talking to him, and them two were sitting there, and my dad jumps up out of the gator with binoculars and looks out there in the middle of the hay field there at the farm. And there was five longbeards going across the hayfield here behind the house. Yeah. And he was like, well, hopefully they can stay. But They move around soon. Well, I burned sure. a bunch of hayfield there over there at the farm, too. I burned that front hayfield there about the cow pens. It's burned off, and it's coming back. I mean, you can see it from the road. It is screaming green out there. So Yeah. It's I, better. You can it A good burn is better than crack to a turkey. You might oh, as well. You yeah. ain't got to feed them. Any people that are feeding, you ain't got to feed them. You got to put a lick of nothing out there. Just give them something burnt, and they'll be on it like like yeah. it's nothing. Yeah. Well, hopefully that's what that place in Georgia will be like. Like I said, the birds just here, what, a day or two ago, they started moving in there on camera. So hopefully that'll work out. But Yeah, I'm ready to get to Georgia. I'm hopefully we kill this one here. Because you got the guide that you got a hunt plan open a week in here. But I'm hoping I can kill one here at the house somewhere. 
Yeah, hopefully I can get him. I, it's actually his son coming down to hunt first. <clears throat> his son, he said, is like 14, 15 years old. So we'll we'll try to get him on a bird. I was going to try to book him for youth, this weekend coming up, which is youth weekend, which he could come down. But I think the guy's wanting to, if his son kills, he's going to want to try to hunt the rest of the time and try to kill him one too. So that's kind of why that didn't work out. But, yeah, got to try to get him done there that opening weekend. We'll hope, I mean, hopefully he'll get, they can get done pretty early and then I can start hunting after that. But we'll see. Well, well we could hunt all in Florida, you could hunt all day, can't you? Yeah, which I still, I think, them, I mean, I ain't seen them because I ain't been home, but I think them turkeys are at my house still that was there this whole summer. Yeah, well, so. they got a good spot out there, but yeah. I'm hoping the same. I hope we can kill because that weekend between here and Georgia, we got to get, I got to I gotta go back to Georgia because yeah. every one of my damn, usually I can go up to Georgia and fill my feeders up, which we run them Boss Buck gravity feeders up there. And I can usually go up there and fill them feeders up. It takes about between, we only run three of them. No, we got that big one up front too. Yeah. But there's four of them feeders up there that I'll run through the whole summer. And it takes probably close to a thousand pounds to fill them all up. And we went up there last weekend and filled up all of them. But one of them's a 350 pounder, one's a 400 pounder, and the other ones are. The other two are 200-pounders. Well, both 200-pounders in less than a week are bone-freaking-dry. Yeah. They have eight 200 pounds of damn corn. Or it's not even corn. It's damn feed. It's that rack-em-up feed that we feed them. Yeah, which is great. I mean, that's what we're feeding them for. Yeah, that's yeah. I mean, I got salt out, mineral out, and feed out for them. And that's why we had such a good year last year. We killed the crap out of deer last year up there. And that, I say it's from that, but... I can usually go earn. I can get three weeks, three weeks out of a batch of feed. It's like eight hundred to a thousand pounds to fill everything up and keep them happy on yeah. just those feeders. And in less than a week, they've already emptied them. So them fuckers must be hungry. Yeah. Well, put you them mean, on a diet. Whenever it starts warming up and springing up up there, they should slow down a little bit, and then you'll have um, you start probably swapping mostly to that protein feed that you've been feeding. So. Yeah, I'll go back to that 4S draws, what I was feeding last year. In the summertime, spring and summer, I've learned that them deer like that 4S draw. And I, we don't, we're not affiliated with that 4S draw. We don't get paid to talk about it. We don't, there's nothing with that 4S draw, but I can tell you, I, now we do have a, we do have a dealer with that Brackham Up feed, which is roasted corn and soybeans, but I'll feed that through the summer or through the fall and through the winter. But in the summertime is when I go to that 4S draw and it's a 20% pellet and I will mix corn in there with it. And I can tell you one thing, if you guys ever seen any of my social media with the size of them deer that we killed last year, you can think, you yeah. can go ahead and think that feed, that feed, that feed was, I don't, I and what I like about that stuff is that forest draw has a diatomaceous earth in it, which is, for people that don't know, it is, um, it's got like an anti-bug and tick, and it's just like a, it's a natural bug repellent. And whenever they eat it or get it on them, it keeps the stuff off of it. It just keeps it like a better, a better animal herd health. Yeah, you can and, see it in like the... Just the color and the hide of them deer that it definitely, you I mean, 
Hope it so. was, yeah. My, them deer last year were stupid. I didn't plant summer food plots. I didn't plant anything summer-wise, but that place that I did, but remember that what I planted the year before come back up. Mm-hmm. So that place was, there was one section in the back corner that is one of our better food plots that we had planted a, I don't know, like a five-way summer mix in it or whatever. And the, um, what was that, brown top millet? The brown yeah, top brown. millet, we dissed it under. Jonah come up there. I hauled his big tractor and disc up there, and he dissed it under for me in the spring, and it come back up. And that brown top millet was waist deep out there through the summer, and them damn deer lived in that brown top millet. And I'm hoping to get some. Hopefully this year when you guys go up and plant y'all summer food plot, we'll get on over to mine and plant some on my side too Oh yeah. this year because last year I got away with it, but this year I don't think I'm going to get away with it. It's it's not necessarily really to hunt over. It's just to hold your deer over it's a, and hold it's your deer numbers. Health. It's yeah. animal health. Yeah. And we, you mean, a lot of them guys, they, you mean, they'll just, ah, it's September 1st. We're going to start putting some corn out and we'll see what kind of deer we have. And you mean, granted, you mean, we were a little like that. You mean, not feed all year, but you mean, we've here the past couple of years. Like, well, last year was, I mean, your, your real first year doing it all year. My first year doing it. I've always fed to the end of May. Which was, well, we just started getting to where we started feeding the end of May through turkey season. So we would feed to the end of turkey season and we'd go back up in maybe August, September and feed, start putting corn and stuff out in them feeders. Well, this last year, I made it a point to go up once a month and fill them feeders. I mean, now you might have, it, well, I hate to see what it's going to cost this year. I ain't going to think about it, what it's going to cost this year, but yeah, last year driving- it, it cost a bunch last year it cost me probably shit eight nine hundred dollars a damn month to go up there between fuel and travel and feed and everything else to go up there and fill them feeders up and now but it it showed it it was a hundred percent animal health turnaround and we pick up sheds every year during turkey season we'll pick up sheds all the damn time and i've already got a deer losing horns i've got two or three deer on camera that's got one horn missing that I knew that were rack bucks back in the yeah. fall, but I'd hate to see what, like I said, I'd hate to see your damn president's got it so fucked up right now. I'm going to have to get a bank loan to go to work. Yeah, because whenever I went on Friday to go down to South Florida, it was like 369 for gas. I just come home. When I was coming home, average on the way home right there was $3.99 for gas. Yeah, and you drive freaking to get everything we own around here is diesel, yeah. except for the old lady's car. That's why we take it everywhere we go. But you got to think, I got I drive a newer F-350 with a 6.7 in it. And that thing, I'll grant it, it does get good fuel mileage. And it will pull the gates off of hell. But we went to, we, we took it to Georgia last weekend. And it cost Jonah 100 bucks to go up. And it cost me 100 bucks to come home because we split the fuel in it. So it was $200 to go to Georgia and back. Yeah. And when I hauled that, and that's what we were talking about. When I hauled that tractor in my big gooseneck, and I hauled his big cab tractor with a freaking new ground plow on it, which was a whole 35-foot gooseneck, big tech trailer load to Georgia, it cost him $270 in fuel to go to Georgia and back to haul that tractor up there. And that we went up there with just the truck and a little 6x10 trailer with a gator on it. And it cost two hundred dollars, and yeah. even when I got home, I was still less than what I when I left to go up there. Yeah, a hundred dollars only gives me a half a tank. Honestly, yeah. it, 
Because when it gets to a quarter tank, I'll put a hundred bucks in it, and it gives me right at three quarters of a tank. Yeah. So it's one of them things of. Luckily, we got a little truck up there in Georgia that we're gonna leave up there to be able to get around in. That way, we can start taking like Jonah's truck or the old lady's car. You know, she's got a smaller SUV where we can take something a little bit more fuel efficient than toting that gator up every time is getting a little on the excessive side. Yeah. I'm going to try to hit up my dad this year. We need to buy some, like, little fuel-efficient little SUV or something to drive back and forth, and we'll just... Some little shit box. It yeah. ain't, it ain't got to be pretty. It just got to run. Yeah, because, I mean, we're staying right on the place. we got a full-wheel tractors and stuff like that up there, so we don't necessarily need a vehicle to drive around and get we just got to get from here to there and then that's it you gotta get to town and if you got some ship box it's gonna match town anyway so oh, yeah you gotta go find david i'm sure he's got one for you yeah go so. get his old freaking two-wheel drive something all right so well a little rabbit hole we went down we go everywhere with this but anyway so so yeah i'll start with that guy down there on the 19th and then we'll kind of just roll on from there and then we'll go to probably georgia that first weekend that april 2nd or whatever we'll try to all get up there um but that's pretty much that's going to be it for our turkey season you mean just here and there jumping back and forth until it ends here and then pretty much go up there well at end turkey season we've got a vacation coming so we might as well take you some time off we got a house and down there and south florida for two weeks on the coast yeah with that other but that my dad's buddy's got that big boat mm-hmm. he rent he rented a house on there for a month he's only gonna be for two weeks the other two weeks is for us another week yeah so we'll have it for we'll get down there and go do a little fishing i think it's may 5th to the may 21st or something like that but we'll be down there it's down there by fort myers it's on a it's on a big island outside of fort myers yeah saint i think it's saint james island is what it's called but we're gonna to try to get down and do a little fishing and yeah, waste a little time to go see something other than woods and you know, like I said, time you get to that point, you get to May, you don't give a shit if that does so much. You don't care if he lands on the hood of my truck. Yeah. I ain't gonna care. Yeah, like yesterday we filmed, we hunted. I mean, we hunted pretty much. We got up at five and we started hunting right after daylight and we hunted till till the sun went down. We went and grabbed lunch for like an hour there in town and we went right back at it and. We didn't actually go to bed till like 11.30 last night. Now, I mean, I was beat already. And I'm like, this is the opening day of turkey season, and this is already how it's going. So, yeah, I mean, it's it's definitely a grind for sure. Yeah. But, well, it starts. That's why you got to have – luckily for me, a girlfriend, she understands that when this time of season comes around, it's it gets wild. It's She's really good about hunt seasons, you know. The only trade-off is when boat season comes around, I got to take her out on a boat a few times. But outside of that, and we'll go out and do something over here and there. But she's pretty good with us about – she don't give me or Jonah a hard time about, when we, hey, we need to go to Georgia and fill feeders. Hey, we need to go to Georgia. We need to go do this. Or I tell her, hey, I got to go to South Florida and do this or whatever. Yeah. Hell, last year I think I missed her – it was her 30th birthday was opening bow season or something like that in Georgia. I told her to go screw herself. We went to Georgia for opening bow season, and she that wasn't last year. That was the year before. Because last year you went to Savannah with her. Well, yeah, that was well. That's when she turned thirty. Yeah, when she turned twenty nine, you were like, "I'm going to Georgia and going bow." I mean, you went up there together, and opened. we went bow hunting. Yeah, we went bow hunting. But yeah, well, she's good about that to us, though. She ain't. She's she's real good about. But she's been it for what six years now. Yeah. When we first started hunting is when me and her first started. And the first weekend that me and her dated was the first weekend that me and Jonah went to Georgia. And, Y'all heard that escapade on the first podcast. Yeah. So 
she has been here since day one, A1, and she's lived this lifestyle with us, so she knows better than to give us a hard time about it. She's like, all right, the boys are going to go do this. I'm going to go find something to do with my parents or my family or my friends or something and leaves us alone and lets us go do whatever we got to go do. And I might hear out of her once or twice during the day, and when I get home, she'll be like, all right, well, how's your weekend? Well, we did this, this, and this, or I shot this. And she's like, well, congratulations, and yeah. on on with our life we go. Yeah, so anyway, I don't know. I mean, we had that technical difficulties right there in the middle of it, but we've probably been running for about 45 minutes now total. So um, we kind of went down a couple of rabbit holes there and kind of talked about this. That's kind of how that's going to happen, though, because oh, yeah. we're going to be we're in freaking squirrel, 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 rabbit. Yeah. Oh, chipmunk. Oh, yeah. fuck, beaver. Well, yeah. well, well, what were we talking about? Well, let's get back on. Yeah, so, but, you mean, we both got to get up pretty early in the morning and go to work. Um, oh, God, I got to go back to work yeah. tomorrow. This sucks. Yeah, it's already almost 830, and it's, we got to, like I said, get everything wrapped up here. But um, pretty much, I think that's kind of what we wanted to cover this week. We wanted to cover about... Me going to South Florida, kind of what you got going on, what we're going to be doing in turkey season, just tell a couple of stories. So I think we covered pretty much everything. Well, hopefully everybody will like it, and we'll, we got we got some pretty good feedback last week. So Yeah, for sure. Maybe um, it'll de- keep expanding out. Yeah, definitely. I mean, follow us on social media still. Keep um, Got some couple guys that's commented and stuff and really like what we're doing, so I really appreciate that. And um uh, keep listening and give us a rating on itunes or spotify um that really helps us out um kind of build a following too and i mean we'll keep doing it we'll we'll try to go every week try to stay at it we'll kind of give it like a weekly update on what we got going on and i mean probably a lot of these are going to be wherever we're turkey hunting or whatever we got going on we'll just take the equipment with us and we'll sit down and yeah that's why i bought this stuff right here because i know it's mobile yeah that way we can pack up because you guys got lucky we're home these first two weeks but we might be home next weekend too but outside of that it might get iffy but go down a rabbit hole here isn't that guy you hunted with down there doesn't he has a podcast too so maybe we ought to get him as a guest one day yeah he can um, phone in on us and hang out at least we can go meet you met you know him but i don't know him i had to work Oh, yeah, you had to stay around your work. Yeah, I mean, we're looking for a lot of people to get on here as guests, so definitely shoot me a message or shoot Jesse a message if you're interested and get on here and talk about these hunt stories like we have or just kind of give an update on what your season's been, how it's going, or what you got looking forward to. We just want to want to hear all this. I mean, it's fun to sit around and talk about hunting stuff. But So that's kind of definitely give us a message or reach out to us. Yeah, we'll have to get our dads on here one day. Yeah. Mine was on my. If y'all heard any riffraff in the background, my dad's been out here sitting by the fire there for a while. But he's in he's in his office now in his recliner. But he was out here earlier, and he's y'all got to remember he's sixty two years old, retired firefighter, spent twenty nine years in the fire service and in the first Gulf War. There ain't a whole lot that you're gonna. You think I'm bad with my mouth? Uh, he ain't a whole lot you're gonna make him shut up about and he gets out here and gets some rambling about something yeah, i think we i think we've drank 10 cases of beer this week so yeah we told you told him to shut up before we started Ed, that's just it did hey, yeah everything we said i told him i said you gotta shut up and then we had our technical difficulty and i told him i said everything you say they can hear in the background back here and he goes 
He's he's over there yawning. I could see him falling asleep in a chair. And he finally got up and put his ass in his damn. He doesn't like going in the house. He likes to go out here and sit in his damn shop. He's got a shop slash office out here, and he's got him a recliner and like a 65-inch flat-screen TV, and this is where he lives. So that's where he is. He's behind me and Jonah right now by about 50 feet. I don't know how y'all ain't heard him in there. I could hear him in there yawning Yeah. over our he's headphones. Not quiet. He's not quiet. He all. ain't quiet either. He's deaf, for one. He can't hear anything because he's, like I said, too many years in the fire service in the military. He's lost his hearing. So yeah. he'll be out there. You think he's talking to you. He's actually screaming at you. I'm like, hey, you want to bring her down a notch or two better, bud? And we can, the county over call and said, shut up. Yeah. But but we'll have to get him on. We'll have to get him on on here. I've done told him. He's, he sat out here for an hour and told stories before we started this podcast. But some of them things, his famous last words were, what do you, uh, well, he's always told me as a kid, if guns could talk, I'd have to cut your throat. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that even. was back in the day whenever they did some stuff. Yeah, it was 40 we, years ago. Yeah, so, but, yeah, anyway, so we're probably going to, like I said, try to get off of here and wrap this up. Um, like I said, we're going to try to get some guests. Um, hopefully, we maybe in the next week or two, we'll get somebody on here. I know if we go to Georgia, we'll try to get some guys up there and then some of friends. I mean, we tried to yeah, get Shane get, on that first one, but I mean that that one didn't work out for us. Yeah, you know, I might have drank a little too much that night. And I was there talking about jumping fences and yeah, fucking fat girls or something. I don't even know what I was talking about. Yeah, so, fire was going out. And Indians were pissed. Yeah, so we'll, hopefully we'll get up there to we got to go there and talk to old Wes Yawn at the gun shop. Yeah, right. I bet you he's got some stories that'll make you. Yeah, they just make you laugh. That, that's good old. That's a good old you know mid Georgia boy right there. That's he's. He's one that you can sit there and talk to him for days. It's just it's hard to talk to him in the gun shop because he's got 100 customers coming in there, and you're going to have to break him loose one day when you can just sit down and drink a beer with him and shoot the shit because he don't deer hunt. He's, he he turkey hunts and, and duck, duck hunts. Yeah. That's only, He don't give two craps about deer hunting. Yeah. So, so hopefully we'll get him on here next week or so. Yeah. So, But, well, anyway, um, hope you all enjoyed this one. Um, just kind of. Re- recapping our week and hopefully um we should have one out maybe next sunday next monday somewhere in there we'll we'll try to hit it again kind of give you all an update on how we're doing we'll probably do some scouting this weekend coming up yeah i'm gonna get across the road to my aunt start listening in the afternoons yeah. i gotta get down there and get to listen where we're gonna hunt that guy from georgia so um but yeah anyway like i said i hope you all enjoyed it and um we'll get back on here hopefully next week and um Shoot us a message if you have any comments or any requests for next week. And hope you all have a good week. Yep. All right, guys. We'll see you all next week.